This is a very specific and particular story of just one family, which in some ways was not an entirely typical farm family. My grandparents, Charlie and Mabel Allison, were actually rather backward, even for their time. And my parents, who took over the farm from them in 1946, weren't very typical farm people either, especially my mother, who was a fish out of water. The Allison Switzer farm was located in Stevenson County in northwestern Illinois, about a mile south of the Illinois-Wisconsin border. My family owned the 121-acre farm from 1916 to 1991, a period of 75 years. My grandparents were part of an economic wave that was taking place in American agriculture. Those first years of the 20th century, from 1900 to almost 1920, were considered the golden era of American agriculture. Farm prices were strong, and the value of farmland was increasing. My grandparents got caught up in that wave of optimism. They were tired of renting farms, and so they bought one, unfortunately at a rather high price. And then, at the end of World War I, they were part of a wave of agricultural depression that most people don't realize lasted all through the 20s as well as the 30s. My grandparents didn't go bankrupt, and they didn't go hungry, because they could always at least raise their own food. But they didn't make enough money to do more than pay the interest on their mortgage for most of that period of time, and they really had to scramble to do that. World War II really rescued them, as it rescued lots and lots of farmers. Prices then got a lot stronger, and somehow they managed to pay off their mortgage by the time we came there. After my parents took over the farm in 1946, my dad, a veteran, benefited from a program within the GI Bill that allowed farmers to get night classes in modern farming techniques. He learned how to test the soil, how to fertilize it, how to inoculate the seeds of legumes with nitrogen-fixing bacteria, how to plow on the contour of hills and build terraces to control the flow of water off the land and reduce erosion. He also used hybrid seed corn, which my grandfather had never done. These changes greatly increased the productivity of the farm. Dad was not the only farmer to adopt these new methods, of course. Nearly all American farmers did. As a result, U.S. farm production soon outran demand. From 1951 to 1956, the average prices of agricultural products fell 23%. The government struggled to deal with the surpluses and to prop up farm prices with various programs, but these programs aided my parents only indirectly. In the 1960s, the most successful farmers in the area began buying and renting neighboring farms and increasing the size of their croplands and dairy herds. They bought larger and more expensive machinery and renovated or built new barns. My parents, however, were reluctant to join this trend. They had an opportunity to purchase an adjoining farm that would double the size of their farm, but they balked. They were children of the Depression and feared debt. The opportunity passed, and the future of our farm was settled. I don't see how farming could have developed in a different way over the course of the 20th century. Modern modes of farming are very efficient and productive. The number of people required to produce enormous amounts of agricultural products is quite small today. That wasn't true a hundred years ago. It was largely economic forces that changed farming. This is a free enterprise system and it can be ruthless. It weeds out the less productive enterprises. It's a hard way to think about it because the family farm has a very emotional, sentimental place in our national imagination. Because so many of us came from those roots, 
And so to think of it as just being weeded out as uneconomic is a painful thought. But that's really what happened. Today, you see so many abandoned farm buildings along the roads, gray windowless houses and barns. You know that those were places where stories like my family's story took place, lots of them. Thank you.